0: Hi, this is Laura. And this is Nikki with the Startus Society, inspiring you to stop getting in your own way and start building an art biz and life that you love.
1: We are artists who believe strongly in the power of community, accountability, following your intuition, taking small actionable steps and breaking down the barriers of fear and procrastination that keep you stuck.
0: Follow along with us on our creative business journey as we encourage you on
1: yours. So, Nikki, what are we talking about today? Well, today we're going to talk about how to deal with the overwhelming topic of overwhelm. (laughs) (laughs) Overwhelm can take a lot of forms, can't it? It sure can. And we live there, don't we? (laughs) For sure. Sometimes it's just because my schedule is packed with other things going on in a given week. And that there's just no time because of other responsibilities, could be to work, family, friends. Well, a lot of times for me, it's just I have so many
0: things going on that I need to get done that I just don't know where to start.
1: Yes. And sometimes it's even the overwhelm of choice. So, as an artist, you've seen my place. So, you know, I am surrounded by a million art supplies. Just a million? I love. Maybe a million and a half. I'm not (laughs) sure. (laughs) You know, I love that. I love having those choices. But at the same time, that can be paralyzing. When I go to start working on a project, I have 10 different colors of teal paint that I could choose, right? And so sometimes it can be very paralyzing on knowing where to start, you know, when I want to work on something because I have so many choices.
0: So then there's also the overwhelm of... For example, when you're starting something new that you haven't done before, like maybe launching a podcast, um, there's overwhelm that's due to a lack of knowledge or experience in that area, like all the things you have to learn about doing a podcast. Where do you even start?
1: Right. And even with my website that I had launched that we've talked about previously, that is something that I was so overwhelmed by. I didn't start for two and a half years. (laughs)
0: So not starting for two and a half years, we may have learned is not the best approach. Not the best approach. So where do we start? How do we get past that paralyzing overwhelm and get started?
1: Well, I think there's some different tools that we can use. I'm a person who loves to use a planner. And I've had a planner since I think grade school. (laughs) I'm a person who loves to
0: buy a planner. (laughs) <laughs>
1: you, the question is, do you use it, Nikki?
0: I do. I use it religiously for at least three days, possibly <laughs> up to a week. I have a stack of planners with one week filled out.
1: <laughs> so maybe maybe the planner route isn't the best one for you. It probably isn't. I do love planners. and And I probably have had years like you where I haven't used it as much. But I love a good planner and I actually love a physical planner that I can write in. I have tried the digital ones as well. I have, I have some planner uh, apps and things like that on my iPad, but I love the act of physically writing something down. And so uh, for me, having a planner just at the beginning of every week, I go into the week and say, okay, this is what my week is about. And I also love physical to-do lists. I don't know if you're a to-do list girl.
0: Oh, I am such a to-do list girl. And I actually find that that works a lot better for me than a planner because a planner is a book that like I'll start. And then once I skip days, I'm like, well, this is ruined. I can't just, (laughs) this isn't working for me. But I love a planner pad where you have a page for each day, you fill it out
1: and then you can check things off and scrap it. Love planner pads. In fact, I want to create one one day with my artwork on oh, it. Oh, me too. I've already
0: started doing it, <laughs> I've just awesome. never finished.
1: That's totally a goal of mine because I go into stores all the time. Like you go into a, a TJ Maxx or a Marshall store, and at the front, mm-hmm. when you're checking out, they have that like secret stash of amazing stationary products that I can never get beyond. Yes, yes. And I, I always end up with like one or two of those in my cart before I leave. Oh,
0: I can't even tell you how many planner pads I have from different people. And sometimes it's for me to use. And sometimes I'm calling it research for the one I want to create for myself. <laughs> research
1: counts. It totally counts.
0: Well, it's a tax write-off, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
1: So I am a fan of planning and I do love to-do lists. I think one of the tendencies, though, that I have is to write down all of the things in my head. Now, sometimes that's helpful because, you know, maybe I can't go to sleep at night because I have all these things in my head that I'm thinking about that have to be done. So it's nice to have a to-do list to kind of dump all of that information on. But sometimes I find that the list of 30 things is overwhelming. It's overwhelming and it rotates, right? Like every day I just move the list, I just write a ball down the next day again. So what's the solution to that? Well, in the Zen Habits blog, one of the things that Leo talks about and we'll link to that in the show I notes. I love Leo. Isn't he great? <laughs> He's great. Is having one thing a day. So rather than having a to-do list of the 40 or 50 things that I know I have to get done, it's basically saying today this morning What is the most important thing that I need to get accomplished today? And if you can just focus on that one thing first, it can really make a big difference because the other stuff will come after that. But if you know you've knocked out that Mm -hmm. one big thing, you gain momentum on what really matters to you.
0: That kind of makes me think about these other planning methods that I like to use. There's two that I particularly like. One is um, from the podcast Courage and Clarity. Steph Crowder we will also link to that. She has a 15-minute planner method that she does at the beginning of each week. And then there's another one called Monday Hour One by the Life Coach School, and particularly a woman who used to work for them named Lauren Cash. And Mm -hmm. both of these have the same kind of concept where they start out with your original brain dump of your 40 things on your to-do list. So Mm -hmm. the first thing you do, they both have this in common. The first thing you do is a brain dump of everything you can think of that you could possibly work on towards your goals in the next week. And then you break it down and you assign a priority and a time period to each one and time estimate of how long it's going to take to each one and specifically in monday hour 1 you break each one of those down and you put that item on your calendar you say this task is going to take me 15 minutes this one's going to take me an hour and you you map it out and so we have this we have this human tendency um i believe it's called parkinson's law where Your work will expand to fill the time you give to it. So, right. If you have an unlimited amount of time, you can spend an unlimited amount of time. But if you say, I'm going to spend one hour writing this podcast intro or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, stick to that. So I find I'm trying to do that. I haven't been completely successful with that, but I think that helps the overwhelm a lot. So... I love the idea of finding like one to three main tasks for your day, Mm -hmm. but then also assigning times to all the other little tasks so that you can find a way to fit them all in.
1: So I love that, but I also find a lot of the times that I underestimate the time that something would take. So sometimes I think that something is going to take me 10 minutes to do, and then it takes me an hour and a half.
0: (laughs) Now, I get that. And if you listen to, if you listen to Lauren Cash, she will say, it doesn't take that amount of time. You're giving it that amount of time. So if you tell yourself to stick to that amount of time, you can get it done in that amount of time. I don't know if I totally believe that, but I want to.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I think part of that is my perfectionist tendencies where I want things to be just right. Mm -hmm. And so, I tweak things like it could be done enough, right? It could be good enough and be out the door. But then I go, oh, but no, I need to do this. Like the other night I was playing with something on my website and I decided that, oh, the colors aren't right. Or, oh, I need to change the wording of this specific sentence in this listing. Mm -hmm. And let's be clear. 99% of people aren't going to look at it. (laughs) Aren't gonna care. Right. But for some reason, I made that important to spend time on. And so if I said, you know what? No, I'm giving myself 10 minutes and then I'm done making this listing or doing Mm -hmm. whatever I'm doing, I think that you're right. I think that you could actually complete things way more efficiently. How
0: do we do that? Because it's real easy to look at a list and assign it amount of time. Or In the Monday hour one, you kind of take your list for the whole week and you assign it. You actually put it on your calendar for specific times during the week. And I'm great at that planning what I'm going to do.
1: How do you actually stick to it? That's a great question. (laughs) I I wish I knew the answer for you. (laughs) Honestly, I think that is practice. I think so many things, so many habits Our practice, or, you know, saying, okay, I'm going to assign this amount of time and now I'm going to see, can I really do it in that amount of time? And challenge yourself to try to fit it in that amount of time. So let's try that.
0: Why don't we try that for the next week or couple weeks where we actually give everything a time estimate and stick to it and stop at that time, step away from it Mm -hmm. and see is this really good enough or do I have to tweak it for a thousand more hours? (laughs) Because I think we find, I think we might find if we step away from it, if we say, I'm going to spend 15 minutes per product listing in my online shop Mm -hmm. rather than agonizing over it for an hour or more, Mm -hmm. give each one not more than 10 or 15 minutes and stop at that walk Mm -hmm. away, come back to it later, I think we might find that we actually did a fine job and we didn't need to agonize over it for longer.
1: I think we should. I mean, it's a little bit scary.
0: It is. (laughs) It is, but we can always go back and tweak it. But what we'll do is the next week we'll say, okay, some of these listings need some tweaking, so I'm going to spend another 10 minutes on each. Yes. Not another
1: open-ended time where we could just get sucked in for hours and some of it is making sure we're allotting time for the other things we want to do so when we we have a lot of things we might dedicate so much time to this listing for example that Mm -hmm. now we don't have time to draw or create or do the things that we want to do and making sure that on our calendar we all have those things that fill us up right that don't drain us but those things that give us juice and that we love to do and and that further our own art careers and taking the time to be creative, sometimes that gets eclipsed by all of the other things that we're doing business-wise. And so I think if we can let things be good enough, then we can give ourselves the time to be able to do the things that we love. So how does a lifelong perfectionist
0: give themselves permission to (laughs) let things be good enough?
1: I'm working on it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I was hoping you'd have an answer for that, Laura. (laughs)
1: Let me let me ask the universe about that one. (laughs) I'll let you know when I get an answer. I think like anything else, it's just practice. It is. It's trying things out and getting outside of your comfort zone because my comfort zone, let's be clear, is spending three times longer than I should on any given task. That's my comfort zone. Same. Same. So once we get outside of that and learning and also just seeing the results of it. So if you're offering a product, are you selling less because you didn't spend that extra hour tweaking that description?
0: Or are you selling more because you actually put it out there and instead of spending (laughs) another 10 hours tweaking it, you can spend some of that time marketing it. True. I'm speaking to myself right now. Yes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you're speaking to
0: me too. Let's be clear. I'm probably speaking to most
1: people that are listening to us. (laughs) So when we think about overwhelm, what are some of the things, Nikki, that you feel overwhelmed by today?
0: Okay. What do I feel overwhelmed by today? Well, as you know, I am in the final stages of building and launching a new program that is called make art, not websites. And it is a good name. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm an artist and a website designer. So mm-hmm. in my past, I have done websites for every possible type of business from artists to online shops, to nonprofits, plumbers, electricians, all, you know, all lawyers, all kinds of things. Wow. But I'm not an expert in any of those businesses. Not that I necessarily need to be to build a website for them, but I'm an artist. So I think I'm uniquely positioned to know what artists need on their website. You're uniquely qualified. Thank you. I thought so too. So I have been working on this for longer than I want to admit because of procrastination and overwhelm. (laughs) But anyway, I am in the final stages of building and launching this service for artists where I walk them through the process of getting everything together that they need for their website so that I can build them a website quickly and easily and they are not overwhelmed by the process. I love that. I kind of wish that that existed
1: when I rebuilt my website.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, if I had not been procrastinating, it would have been. Yes. But yeah, so, so I, I have a little bit of overwhelm going on with all of the tasks I need
1: to get this finished and out the door. So how do you manage that overwhelm yourself for like a project like this? Mm-hmm. Do you use any specific tools?
0: Um, I do. I do. And it's a combination of the planning methods that I just talked about and using a project management tool. Like we've mentioned ClickUp, which is my favorite right now. And it starts for me with a brain dump on paper where I just write down all the things I have left to do. At this point, all the things I have left to do are already in ClickUp. But to get to that point, if I haven't gotten it organized yet, Mm -hmm. um, Write down all the things that you can that you need to do. Just picture going through the process. Write down every part of that process. Group like tasks together for me. That's something that I like to do. Um, so that I'm doing all the design stuff together, all the writing stuff together, all the behind-the-scenes text stuff together. Break it down into groups like that, assign a time estimate to it, which -hmm. As we discussed, we have not to this point been great at. (laughs) Um, And assign due dates. And one of the best things that I can do, or that any of us can do, when we're working towards a very specific goal like this, is start with your due date or your launch date and work backwards. Mm -hmm. So I could easily extend something forward forever. But if I set a date and work backwards and make my tasks that I have left fit in the time between now and then, then I'm much more likely to hit that actual date. And because things are listed out in my task manager, they go into my calendar and I know
1: what I need to work on each day. So you're basically putting it into bite-sized chunks. Absolutely. And then planning those chunks backwards from the date that you plan to launch. Yes. Except that you're not putting those in a planner because you only do that the first week of every year.
0: <laughs> I'm not putting it in a, in a physical printed planner. I'm putting it in my project management system. All right, just to be clear. <laughs> just to be clear. So that helps a lot with the overwhelm because I'm not looking at, oh my gosh, I have a million things to do. How am I going to get it in? I've broken it down into, here's what I need to do each week, each day and mm-hmm. then I just start checking them off. Mm-hmm. So what about you? What are you feeling overwhelmed with right now?
1: So I'm overwhelmed with planning online courses for Skillshare, which is the, the platform I'm planning to use this year. Um, and eventually I do plan to move on to my own platform. I do teach Copic classes on Zoom monthly, which I love. We have the most amazing community. And I've been doing it for 10 years at in-person workshops. And I'm finally moving to some Zoom workshops during this pandemic that we've had. Mm-hmm. And I'm super excited to be now moving some classes to offer through Skillshare so that people can watch it anytime that they want. They don't have to call in. There's no, you know, specific requirements. And so To do that, though, there are all these little steps, just like you have with your project, your web project, all these different steps you have to think about. And so a lot of it is planning out. And one of the things that I think is really helpful is to get a huge pad of post-it notes, which (laughs) I know sounds kind of weird. I get a big pad of post-it notes. And so when you teach a class, you need to organize that class and organize it into modules and lessons and things that logically make sense to progress somebody through a process that you're teaching. And so you can do basically the brain dump you were talking about Mm -hmm. for your project. Mm -hmm. You can do that brain dump on post-it notes. Now, maybe it would be better to use ClickUp for that. (laughs) (laughs) But sometimes I go old school and so I just like the colorful post-it notes to be able to write on them. Magenta and, move- and teal. Magenta and teal, of course, you know me well. So be able to, you know, write on these post-it notes and put them around and kind of organize my thoughts, come up with how the modules are going to look and then start writing the content that goes with those modules and plan the videos. So for me it's a bit of a challenge because I live in a a space that is fairly dark. So I've been working on uh Getting the correct lighting. I don't have great windows that give me lots of beautiful natural light. Someday I totally will, but right now, same, same. Right now, I'm managing with what I have, and so so that requires some LED lights and the right positioning, and you know, making sure that I have a holder for my camera or my phone that works in such a way that doesn't shake and doesn't cause you know problems and is high quality. So I'm working through all of those things now, Mm -hmm. but. I am really excited about pushing it forward. So I think it's just, again, narrowing it down to bite-sized chunks and saying, okay, you know, today I'm going to play with my post-it notes (laughs) (laughs) and then I'm going to begin writing the content and then working through each video. And the best thing to do is really to bulk process these types of things. And so what I'll do is once I have everything laid out and the content laid out, then I'll spend a whole couple of days or more filming and just film everything all together. Mm-hmm. And then I will edit everything. I'm learning Premiere Pro, which is an Adobe program that allows you to do really awesome video editing. I don't know if you've used that one, Nikki. I've actually just started taking a class in it that I found on Skillshare.
0: Actually, I think you told me about the class on Skillshare. I did tell you
1: about the yeah, class.
0: Yeah, and um, I ha- I'm about halfway through the course and have loved playing with it it's so much fun
1: yeah i think it has so much capability to it and you can do so many cool things Mm -hmm. compared to something like iMovie or or sort of a basic program yep so i'm really excited about learning that and then you know ensuring that i can add a few little bells and whistles to my video presentations Mm -hmm. that might not be available in, in other programs so that's what i'm overwhelmed with but i think i have a plan to break it down and move forward. And I'm really excited. I'll definitely be announcing here when I have my next class available. Excellent. So
0: it sounds like our overwhelm is really the same. We're both overwhelmed by the same kinds of things. It's about a big project that we're working on and all the millions of steps that you have to do to get it done. Mm -hmm. But I think we both have a good a good handle on how we need to do that, how we need to break it down. Mm -hmm. The trick is sticking to it and following through. (laughs) It's always the (laughs) trick, Nikki. I know. So you can hear us now on this podcast saying that this is what we're doing and we can be accountable to each other and to you out there listening to us. Yes. About (laughs) getting these done.
1: We might be shaking in our boots a little bit, but that's okay. Well... (laughs) I'm pretty sure we will. (laughs) I might already be. We hope that this episode has given you a little sneak peek into our own process in dealing with overwhelm and maybe given you a few ideas on how you can deal with your own. And the big takeaways are
0: to break it down into manageable chunks so you're not overwhelmed by
1: having to look at the whole picture. And use a written planner or not. (laughs) Or use your favorite organizational tool like ClickUp. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and share it with a friend. Visit StartASociety.com to learn more about the podcast and read the show notes. And don't forget to join us in our Facebook group, Start a Society, where we can be accountable to each other and begin building the business and life of our dreams. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.